News Talk ZB and the New Zealand Herald present Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, demystifying your finances. Hi, I'm Francis Cook. Welcome to the show. It's been 10 years since KiwiSaver launched and now it seems the Financial Markets Authority is losing patience with how the scheme is being run. The FMA is the watchdog that makes sure you and I don't get ripped off when it comes to investing our money. So it's a big deal that last week they fired a warning shot at KiwiSaver providers, telling those running the default accounts that they need to do better. If you signed up to KiwiSaver but never chose where your money went or what type of fund it went into, you're in a default account. Those default accounts are conservative, which means there's very little risk to them, but also much less reward. You could be missing out on hundreds of thousands of dollars when switching wouldn't cost you a cent. Those default accounts were never meant to be permanent and the providers are supposed to help you decide what to do next and what type of fund is best for you. But in the year to March 2017, just under 17,000 people switched out of their default fund and into a better one, which is way down from the 28,000 the year before. Now the FMA says that has to change. They want the default providers to explain what's going on and come up with a plan to do better. But hey, why wait for them to get their act together when there's plenty we can do ourselves? How can we take control of our KiwiSaver and why does it even make a difference? Newstalk ZB presents Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, boosting your business confidence. I'm joined now by AUT Professor of Finance, Bart Frains. So we've seen the Financial Markets Authority take a shot, really, at the default KiwiSaver providers saying that they're not doing enough to help people make the right choice for their retirement fund to actively choose what's happening to their money. When it comes to KiwiSaver, I mean, that's probably the biggest investment that most New Zealanders will make. So what sort of a difference does it make to your money moving out of a default fund? It makes a it makes a huge difference, I think, because I guess choosing the right um, fund type to be in. So whether it's it's growth balanced conservative, uh, it's probably the most important decision that uh, you as an individual have to make about your KiwiSaver investment. So that's that's one, I guess. Two, what is also really important is that you make this decision early on, right, and don't postpone this, right. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the whole idea about KiwiSaver is that it's a long-term investment. And therefore, to make that investment work, you have to make this, this, this decision early on, right? So it's really important, I guess, that people make this decision. Yeah, because certainly when I first entered the workforce, I fell into exactly that trap that you mentioned there, this this postponing of of thinking about something that actually isn't all that hard. But I thought because I was doing more than the minimum contribution that I was safe, but I don't know. Would would you say that the fund type you're in is more important than contributions? Maybe. Um, probably yes. Uh, I would say so. Um, you know w- w- what we see is that I guess choosing the fund type uh, has the biggest impact on the wealth that you accumulate over your lifetime. Uh, so that's a really important choice to make. Contributions are important as well, uh, which is sort of a second stage decision. Once you're in the right fund type, you can sort of figure out 
uh, okay, so how much do I need to accumulate now to have a comfortable retirement or re retirement that I want to have? Uh, so it's a decision that goes hand in hand, I guess, with selecting the fund type. But yeah, as I said, it's, 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 it's yeah, especially the, the most important choice that you have to make, uh, choosing the right fund type to be in. Yeah. Mm, and I know one of the things that uh, for myself and, and for lots of the people I've talked to, it's this idea that it will be hard or there's too much choice out there. I mean, does switching out of a default fund and, and, and looking at the other funds that are out there, is it hard? Where would you suggest people start? Mm, it's, it's not a very hard choice, but it's exactly like you say. People think it's a hard choice. Mm. Um, and therefore, we postpone making these decisions, right? But um, I think there's actually a really good website uh, put out by the Commission for Financial Capability, this fundfinder.org.nz, uh, uh, that really has a lot of useful information on that website that helps you make this choice. Mm. Um, what is the issue, I think, with many people is um, it's making this commitment to actually sit down looking at this website, figuring out how it actually works. Uh, that's sort of the upfront investment that people have to make. And that's, I, I guess, what is stopping some people making those those um, uh, commitments, I guess. I'm really glad you brought up that fund finder because I think that that website is just the best thing that's ever been put out. So it's fundfinder.sorted.org.nz for those who are listening and it's so easy. I, that was what I used to look at what I was going to move into. They even help you pick what sort of fund you should be going into, and then they rank the options. And I think it took me five or ten minutes. It was so easy. So I really, really recommend that site to people. Now, one of the things that I thought was interesting, when the FMA put out this information, they said providers – weren't engaging with default members about making a switch, even though these providers are getting a lot of income, uh, increasing income even from the fees that they charge to manage your money. They're supposed to use that income to help you somewhat. Mm. And the FMA also pointed out that these providers managed to communicate just fine when it comes to poaching other people's customers, but not so much when it comes to communicating with their own default customers. So what options are out there in terms of these providers reaching default customers, getting through to people who are maybe slightly disengaged hmm. from their finances? Yeah, that's a very fair question. Um, and and uh, from the start, let me say that it's that it's hard to engage these people huh? because, you know, mm. the reason why they're in a default is because they didn't want to make a choice in the first place, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, so these are not the easy people to to convince. And and um, you know we've we, we've seen this in in, in some previous research uh, that we did for for the Dutch Ministry of Finance, um, um, where we where we sort of call this financial motivation or financial engagement, right? Uh, that it's really hard to motivate people that aren't really motivated to make a choice, right? Um, mm. So, so they are very difficult, you know, to reach and very difficult to convince to switch uh, or or make an active choice. So, how do you solve that problem? Well, it's it's a complex problem. It's not something where you know you just send people, you know, a, a piece of paper and say here, you know, make a choice, uh, because if it were that easy, people would be doing it. Yeah. Um, but but sort of what what we sort of found in that study, what what the literature sort of referred to is 
people tend to become more sensitive to making these choices when major things happen in their lives, right? So you can think, for example, uh, getting married, getting children, buying a house. These are big things that happen in your life and they make you think a bit more about the long term than just the short term. Right. Mm. Um, those, I guess, are moments when you can actually engage with people and say, look, you're thinking about the future. Here is something to think about as well. Right. Um, but of course, such information is very hard to access for, I guess, KiwiSaver providers, default providers. So it is it is very hard. It's not something that, you know, you can very easily do, like I said, by sending out a piece of paper. And what I really liked about the the uh, KiwiSaver annual report was essentially the FMA reaching out to a lot of default providers saying, look, you know, we've got some research on the side and we've got some ideas. Maybe we can team up and, and you know, have a discussion about what we can do uh, to help people make active, active choices. Yeah, and you mentioned not just, you know, sending out a piece of paper there because, I mean... I get sent so many things that just go straight in the bin. I don't often have the mental capacity at the end of the day to look at someone's advertising material. So what are some of those options that they can go through? Is it being more active calling people or is it just repeatedly sending these things out and hoping you get a bite? I mean, what are some of the possibilities of things they could do? Uh, yeah, I think it is actively engaging with those people. But I think, to, to, to be very honest, I think it is a broader problem. It's not just those that sit in these default schemes, but it's it's in general people in KiwiSaver. Uh, I mean, uh, how many times do people re-evaluate the funds they're in and whether they're they're in a good good position? Um, mm. You know, for their for their for their future, for their retirement. So I think it's really engaging with people, and uh, that can come from these default providers. Uh, but another idea, uh, um, you know, and something we tried at AUT was actually uh, we provided some workshops on KiwiSaver, right, and sort of explained to people what is the product, how does it work, what are the choices that you have to make, what are the important things to look for. And simplifying these things, right? So really bringing it to the people and saying, look, you know, you don't have to do much. You just come and sit here and we'll feed you the information. And in the end, you know, you're informed and you can make a decision. I think that's that's a way you can actually uh, move forward because, um, how to say, for, for people to make this, this step themselves, it's a big step to become engaged, right? If you, if you see what I mean. Mm. Um, so are you thinking in terms of... Um sort of a, a broader financial education for, for people in general. Is that what you're, you're meaning? I think that will be very beneficial. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically because, you know, uh, to be very honest, KiwiSaver to many people isn't a very simple pr- product. It's, it's a complex product. It involves, you know, quite a bit of thinking about, you know, the future, about the type of fund that I have to be in, the many providers, the contributions, you know, whether I want to use the money for a first home, the fees that I'm charged on these things. So there are lots of things to consider. So I think, you know, efforts to simplify this and put this to people and say, look, you know, uh, you don't have to make the active choice or or you don't have to put in the research to figure out how this works. You can actually come to one of these workshops uh, or, you know, visit one of these websites or something like that that gives you all the information. That's that's really useful, I think, for people. Yeah, I, I certainly would agree with that because I remember now this is off the top of my head, so mm-hmm. forgive me if some of the details of this are wrong, but there was a bot that was created at one point to answer questions about KiwiSaver and the most common question it got 
was what is KiwiSaver, yeah. which I I look at that and I kind of a little bit panic for people because that's that's so base level. But it is something that when it's not in your wheelhouse, it is complicated. But I look at it and I think it doesn't need to be if we can help people. It's just so far out of the, the average person's experience. Exactly. So when you talk about these sorts of these workshops to help people get up to speed on finances and particularly KiwiSaver because KiwiSaver is so relevant for most people. Who should be running that, do you think? You know, places like yourself at, at AUT or government or the KiwiSaver providers. Who do you think should be getting involved with this? Well, I think there's space for everybody to be involved, to be very honest. You know, honestly, you know, we, we could do something like this in high schools, right? Have some financial literacy that you learn. We could explain, you know, how, how these choices are made, you know, in a KiwiSaver um, so that everybody, you know, once you turn 18 and you go out into the workplace or, you know, further studies of something, something like that, uh, you're equipped with this information and you know what decision you have to make, right? Mm. Uh, for the people in the workplace already, uh, companies can do this, right? Uh, as, as sort of a workshop that they run for their staff. We as universities, we can run workshops. I know the Commission for Financial Capability, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're active in this space as well. So I, I think there's lots of you know, opportunity for people to get involved and to do something. But I guess you know, the main message I want to bring is uh, simplify the decision-making process, right? So that people you know, don't have to look at, at you know, a whole bunch of information, but can simply understand step-by-step, step, this is what I have to do here, this is what I have to do here, make these decisions one by one. And once it's done, you know, you're good for a very long period of time, right? All right, well, I could keep going for hours there, but um, we'll have to stop. Thank you so much. That's AUT Professor of Finance, Bart Friends. If you have a question about this podcast or something you want me to look into for the next time, do come and talk to me about it. I'm on Facebook at Francis Cook Journalist and Twitter at Francis Cook. Don't forget to hit subscribe on either Apple Podcasts or iHeartRadio to make sure you never miss a trick with your money. And if you really enjoyed the episode, leave a five-star review so that other people can find us more easily. Until next time, have a great day. And that's Francis cooking up your business confidence for another week on News Talk ZB.